0: I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to
1: the Katie's. Hello, everybody. Good morning and welcome back to the Katie's podcast. Once again. It's so good to have you back. And um, we are going to jump right in. To the topic of today, because we have our second roundtables discussion, which I'm so excited about. I know Katie H is too. Absolutely, couldn't be happier to have these two ladies specifically with us yes. today. Um, so I'm going to jump right in with introducing our guests. First, we have Miss Sarah Coop. Hey there, <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Lauren Graham. Hey y'all. And Not... both both are actually misses. You introduced yes. them as oh, I'm so sorry so, Just I need to put some respect <laughs> on your guys' names. Um, but it is so special to have them here in the studio. Um, I wanted to say one thing about each of them. Lauren has really been there since the beginning. She has helped us with a lot of like our social media related stuff and yeah. lots of behind the scenes. So uh, anything good you've seen has probably been influenced by Laura. She's been like, have you considered this? And we're like, no, but we should. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> no, you're down. so smart. Um, and then Sarah was actually, we were on a kayak trip when our uh, trailer dropped for the Katie's. And so I got to share my very first listen of the Katie's podcast. With Sarah. So that's so, I actually didn't know that. That's yeah. so sweet. So they have both truly been there since the beginning, and it is so sweet to have them here now. Absolutely.
0: So, just like we did with Natalia and Juliana, we wanted to give them a chance to introduce themselves. And um, specifically for you guys today, I would love for you to just give a brief explanation of kind of how you came to the Lord, what you're up to now, maybe like where you thought you'd be now versus where you are that kind of a little intro. So Sarah, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I am 23. I have been married for a year and a half to Isaac. Uh, We're going on two years in June. I went to school to work with animals and animal conservation. I wanted to do research. Then I met this handsome <laughs> Guatemalan and marine. marine just all the good stuff and uh, things changed from then we got married and then shortly after we got married and I was working with the animals the Lord revealed to me that it's not his plan and so now I'm working in a home remodeling company called Family Interiors which a family from our church owns and it's really fun. It's a good time. Love my co-workers. We laugh a lot. So
3: yeah. Awesome. So, thank you for that. Lauren. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm 28 and I'm married to Matt Graham. Yeah you are. <laughs> um, he's a lovely man and yeah I've, we've been married for a year since last week. Um,
0: oh
3: happy anniversary. Actually this yeah. week. Yeah this week.
0: Oh wow. So exciting. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, never thought I'd be married, actually. Really? Um, yeah. But we'll probably get we'll into get there. that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I currently work at the church for the high school ministry under the high school pastor, and that's been pretty fun. Yeah.
1: That's good. Nice. Wonderful. Wonderful bios. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing.
0: And um, how long have both of you been following the Lord?
1: Mine is
2: a little like
0: Complicated? Complicated.
2: Like, I grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church all my life, but I only really learned, like, the disciplines of, like, the Lord. Um, I never grew a relationship with Him. And then um, when I was in middle school, so I grew up in Rancho Manga, And If you don't know where that is, it's I do. up to 15. Oh, you do? Okay, I've perfect. actually been there, randomly <laughs> enough. Usually people are like, what is that? Yeah. And I'm like, it's just in LA. I just say it to yeah. make things simple, but... um. My sister married the counseling pastor here, Danny uh, Nitsa, and they would invite me to the summer and winter camps. So I would come up here twice a year from Rancho and just have lots of fun. And little did I know every time I came up, the Lord was just like washing his love and mercy on me. And then when I came down here for college, I decided to get baptized and it's been a journey ever since. I love that.
3: Amazing. What about you, Lauren? I accepted the Lord when I was pretty young, like in elementary school, mm-hmm. and went to church often, um, but didn't really fully know much about what it is to be a Christian. And so in high schools, when I really took it seriously, went to Hume Lake and had the best experience. Um, so like... All my, the California church kids know yeah, Hume, yeah. Lake. <laughs> Hume Lake. Hume Lake. Yeah, so... My junior or senior year was really when the Lord met me a lot and learned a lot more about
1: him and all <laughs> all things <laughs> all that good stuff. Okay so now we're gonna we're gonna jump in to these interview questions. These are the same ones that we asked Natalia and Juliana um, and that's on purpose. We want to um, I know I kind of explained in that episode, but we want to be kind of contrasting these different, seasons of life and showing you like this is how these high schoolers answered and here's how these young women are answering and kind of um it just like spotlights the differences but also the the commonalities mm-hmm. I'm sure the through lines of all of it yeah absolutely um so this first question is just what does your devotional life look like like what resources are you using what are you reading What does it look like? If I was looking through a window at you doing your devotions, what does that look like?
2: Uh, So I try to do mine first thing in the morning. I find it pretty important to, like, my first offering to the Lord is my time in the morning. And it just, it helps change my perspective and just... Gets me ready for the day. I try to read one book of the Bible. I am not one book. That would be cool. I would would love that. Um, But I try to read one chapter and then some sort of devotional along with it that Isaac usually leads us in. But um, You do them together? We try to. Yeah, we do our separate and then we do like a little one together. That's so sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. So right now, which we started last February, there's this book called The wife in pursuit and husband in pursuit. Just like one month of different pursuits you can do to uh, love your husband, but by loving God first. And it's been very beneficial. We try to do it in February because it's Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) So we just try to like reorientate like, okay, like our love is rooted in God first. So um, it's been really good. It gives you like uh, action to do each day. And it's a lot, but it's been very beneficial. So, yeah. So, one chapter of the Bible, the devotion, and then also like the church hands out these free ones mm-hmm. that our pastors are pastor, there I and Those are so beneficial. Yeah.
0: We can actually link that too, because that's a like, free resource that like anyone Mm -hmm. can look into. It's called called Daily Bread. Daily Bread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool. Just like really digestible little quick devotionals that help you ponder on the things of the Lord throughout your day. So, and I I would love to also link that Wife and Husband in Pursuit book. That sounds so good. I would love to do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's this other podcast that I listen to. It's called Fierce Marriage and they just have a bunch of really, really good
1: stuff.
0: Amazing. That has helped us. Cool. Awesome. We'll link them too.
1: Yeah, I'll be linking any like resources you guys talk about or anything. It'll all be in the
3: description. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Um, right now, I'm trying to read through the Bible in a year. Cool. I was going to do chronologically. Mm-hmm. Um I decided to X nail that. Yeah, it gets a little convoluted. Yeah, so I'm also a little behind. That's just totally
1: realistic. Um, <laughs> to be expected. Yeah.
3: So I started actually listening to somebody reading the Bible, and I I listen to podcasts all the time, mm-hmm. yours included. <laughs> um, Shout out yeah, number one. Um, but yeah, it's been really good and. I try to do it on my way to work just because my mind is like yeah. starting and mm-hmm. fresh and all that jazz. So it's been, it's been really cool. That's so cool. So I was just going to say thinking, like listening to
0: you both talk about this and Sarah, you specifically talking about how you and Isaac do them together in the morning. That's something that we don't get to do anymore, really. <laughs> um, we're starting to get back into it a little bit, but it was really hard there for a while with a little baby. And like the year before we had Owen, that was something we started doing really intentionally was like we would wake up early because we knew we wouldn't have that energy coming soon. Um, We would wake up early and we would like spend our time in like our intensive individual and then we would like come together and pray and do our stuff together, whatever. And at first it was really hard, but I like look back now that that's something we don't do as regularly um, and the ways that we've like modified that to the season that we're in. But that like has borne so much fruit and consistency. Like in a season where that's not even present really anymore, that it's almost like, you know, you're watering this like seed for the future. That is just, it's so cool to take advantage of like the time that you're in where you have yeah. that time, like not to preach at you or whatever that you're like on the brink of having children, <laughs> but like, you're never going to regret like having that time together and making a, making a place for it when there's a little bit more room in your schedule and all that stuff. Like it's such a sweet practice to invest in at this point.
2: It's very encouraging to hear that just like, cause you're in, in the future, like you're in the season that I will be in at one point. So it's just, like it's good to know. Yeah, well, now.
0: I think something I like about this question specifically is that it is entirely reasonable to expect these things to change, yeah, like throughout absolutely. your life, that it, it's not going to look the same from the time you're 18 to the time you're newly married, to the time you're in your career and running around and busy and doing all these things or having little children. Like, it's just not realistic. And I love you talking about doing it in the car because that's where I do so much of my like prayer and like reading and listening and all that stuff. Cause it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to fit it in other places anymore. And like, there's grace for it. It's okay. Like you're, you're getting fed. And as long as the practice is there and you're like investing no matter where you're at in like establishing those practices and like that, that love and that hunger for those things, it always bears fruit. It's always worthwhile to do that wherever you're at.
1: Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the concept of God just wanting like everything we can give him. And I think that that looks so different in different seasons of life. Like God's never going to look at your offering of like sitting in the car doing five interrupted minutes. <laughs> right. He's not going to look at that and be like, Mm, I'm not sure about like remember when it used to be like this because the Lord knows your life and he knows like what it's that's what you're sacrificing in relation to what your life looks like and I I've been thinking about that a lot lately yeah just like what the Lord requires of us in different seasons but also he just wants to like spend time with us yeah yeah (laughs) for us to be obedient and I think that just looks so different
0: yeah and even just to be on this side of it and to look back on that like time that we were so purposeful and Mm -hmm. so regimented and so intentional and to have it be something like really sweet to remember and something really like that built up so much intimacy and like those things that are just lacking when you are in the next season yeah um it's just like we taught, We use this imagery all the time, but it's like a well to draw yeah. from. Like it's not something that is meaningless or just for the time that it's in. Like the word of God is living. It's active. It's something that bears fruit more than just the reading and the memory of it and right. all that in itself. It's like um, something that's like planted in our in our soul that we get to eat from in times where <laughs> we're not like having that same um, mentality of like devotion or whatever it is, yeah. right? Like it's, it's not something that you ever
3: regret. When I was in high school, this was really—or even more in the past, like, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a struggle for me to understand that concept of, you know, just do your best, like, try. Because mm-hmm. Katie J., you actually shared— Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking about this, too. <laughs> on your Instagram, in your friends' one. Close friends. Close friends, friends. shout out. Um That God just once,
1: like— is it 15 minutes or what was that i so the whole concept was i had found this girl on instagram who was <laughs> who basically said like anything worth doing is worth doing halfway and i i was saying like god i don't i don't remember exactly what i was saying but mm-hmm. just god wants an offering of your time mm-hmm. and he would much rather it be half of what i wanted to do than nothing at all and that has helped me a lot in that like perspective shift because I would just not my doom I would just not do my devotions mm-hmm. when I knew I didn't have the time to give what I fully wanted to. Right. Yeah. But the Lord would take a fraction of that over nothing.
0: Right. Well, and like shame is the opposite of intimacy, yeah. right? Like any time that you are turning your attention towards the Lord, any time that you are meditating on his word, even if it's just a little bite, like just a little crumb, there's entire like generations of people who haven't even been able to read. Like there's been entire generations of people who've never had a physical copy of the Bible in front of them. People in the world today that have never been able to read the Bible in their language. And is God still faithful to speak to them and to fill them and to desire their attention? Like, of course he is. And so for us to think we need all of these beautiful Daily Grace co-resources to have like a beautiful, (laughs) to have a beautiful devotional life is it's just not necessary. It's not realistic. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Like if we have the capacity, we should be taking advantage of all these amazing modern resources we have that are like catered to our individual interests and styles and all this stuff. But like, if the best you have is to sit down for two minutes and listen to a worship song and just think about the Lord, Mm -hmm. like, is he not able, is he not the one that's doing the work? Like, is he not the one that has the strength and all the supply of everything that you need? Right? Like, He's pleased with whatever offering we have that is our best to give him in that time. And taking, like, being an enemy of that intimacy by, like, choosing to feel ashamed of, like, the offering is just counterproductive.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. I heard it's the, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So... Changing gears a little bit right here. But the next question that we have for you guys is what do you value most about your experience in the church? And this can be something that's like newer or something kind of like long-term or as a child or whatever it is. Like, What what do you look at in your experience
3: in the church and value the most? So going to Foothills, I haven't gone my whole life, but I came after um, going to college or graduating college Mm -hmm. and... It was an experience that I've never had in churches because I've been to multiple different ones. And just the whole dynamic of getting prayer from the congregation Mm -hmm. after a service, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: that itself brings so much fellowship Mm -hmm. and, I don't know, intentionality with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it was quite cool just— being able to see it at first, I was like, what are all these people doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, after being here for a, a few years, it's it's been really cool to just see how that creates the fellowship that the Lord calls us to have with each other.
0: I love that you're saying that. So in our last round table, that's what Natalia was saying as well, which, and also came up in our episode about acts, like just thinking about this, I've never really considered that because I've been in foothills from the time I was like an elementary school age kid. So it's just what I know, but something our church does in the main services, in the high school group, in all of the home groups in all the small groups is no matter what, there is always time for response and for prayer. And so the end of all of our services are reserved for prayer and ministry and just an open time to respond. And like, it isn't normal everywhere. Like you don't get that everywhere you go. Um, And this isn't to like toot our church's horn, but like, it is something that I think is completely important. And like we were talking about in our, like the blueprint for community episode, right? Like prayer is an essential practice and an essential part, Prayer, like literal laying on of hands and praying for one another out loud in community is a necessary part of discipleship and growth. And When you're lacking that, like maybe that's something if you don't have that in your community, you can start doing or have a group of friends that you meet with and you pray for. Like if it's something you're lacking in your life, it's worth it. Like so many times it's been something God has used to like, like convict me of something or shake me out of something or um, use me to speak to someone else or whatever that is. Right. Like it's, it's so cool. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah.
2: Kind of like piggybacking off that when I first started coming to Foothills in like college, Well, the second time, not when I was younger. Well, even when I was younger, I just admire the fact of small groups. And I love that our church has been really reiterating this past few weeks about that we are a church of home groups, not a church with home groups. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was growing up in the church that I went to, we really didn't have that sense of coming together and like praying for one another or worshiping with one another or just honestly talking with one another. So being able once a week or even twice a week to come together in a smaller scale mm-hmm. to talk with one another and to read the Bible together and to pray with one another, um, just like so special. It's like that fellowship that um, I've been longing for for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool to, and then to keep each other accountable and like to challenge one another, mm-hmm. I think it's just really special.
0: Yeah, there's so many essential parts of that like smaller close-knit community and like you were saying accountability um it's also the place like we just had a retreat for all of the home group leaders like my husband I lead a home group and what some one thing they were like emphasizing a lot was this is like where the training wheels come off like home groups are where people get to practice their giftings where they get to ask questions and like put themselves out there and pray for other people and like have a word for someone else. Like you're never going to practice that in a service on Sunday with 2000 other people. That's just not going to (laughs) happen. Right. But when you're in a room with 15 people that you know and love and have shared the hardest parts of their lives, like that's where it's safe to practice those things. And um, we can be sensitive and take time and be awkward and have all of that space to do that. It's, I mean, the biggest periods of growth in my entire life have been being involved in home groups. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree. I think there's been so much fruit that comes out of these intimate um, these intimate views of community, like you guys are talking about, like that sharing the burdens on each other's hearts, getting mm-hmm. prayer, and then spending just that time together. Like that is so special. Even when I think of even when my home group does like fun nights, mm-hmm. it's just so special to be able to be a part of community in that way where we're getting to build each other up as believers I think it's absolutely essential especially when your church gets as big as ours does um and there's just no way to like commune with everybody as um as I think the Lord would intend Mm -hmm. on these smaller levels and so I think I think it's so special
0: yeah absolutely so next question again changing gears a little bit but what does your time with friends look
3: like um it's always been changing, honestly. Yep. Every season <laughs> <Yeah>. of life. <laughs> That's the honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of got to roll with the punches, honestly. Um, yeah, the more you fight it, the harder it gets. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, as being 28, you know, my friend group, at least like my close friend group, they're all in different seasons and stages of their lives within the 20s, you know? Dude, 20s are wild. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> um, There's, you know, single friends. There's friends in relationships, friends in engagement season, friends in marriage, like newlywed. with multiple children. Multiple like, <laughs> it's children. crazy. And all of them have you know, their own set of time that they can give. Mm-hmm. And so with that right now, my season of life, it changes with different friends. And I just really value the time that I give with my friends. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. yeah, I feel sweeter. like getting a little bit older into your 20s too, you just like kind of clarify like who those like really life-giving friendships are. And it's just so sweet. Like it doesn't matter how much time you have with them anymore. There's not the pressure of being in college where it's like every night we're doing something together. Instead, it's just like the time we have, even if it's like literally I have one of my friends who we have one Friday morning a month and it's like 9.30 to 11.30 before my son goes down for a nap. And we love it. Like every time we have that two hours together, it's just so sweet to be together and there's no like, oh, I wish I could see her more. Like I do. But that time is just like so fruitful and we get to talk about real things and it's just like, I love her so much. And I see her literally once a month for two hours. You know what I mean? But it's exactly like you're saying. What about you, Sarah?
2: I think I'm like entering that right now, especially Mm -hmm. being newly married um, and just being like fresh out of college. Definitely. It's a learning curve. It's a shift. It's definitely been something I'm like learning to roll with and especially right now we just moved from Oceanside and now we're already planning to move again just oh, wow. and I know and Isaac just got out of the Marines and is now in the reserves and it's I changed jobs he changed jobs we're just like in this season. constantly. <laughs> yeah um but thankfully I do have like it's really a season where I'm seeing like how my friends are very supportive of that and like You know who you are if you're listening. Like, thank you for being just so gracious with me. So it's been kind of rare when I see my friends, probably a couple times a month. But um, it's very fruitful when I see them because um, I see them coming out and, like, helping me. Sometimes just going to do chores or running errands or a walk where we get coffee because we haven't seen each other Mm -hmm. in so long. So we have to catch up. But um, it's also just a very beautiful season, amidst the the chaos yeah <laughs> so yeah
0: I feel like I'm, I'm gonna stop saying as much but there's I like relate so strongly to what you guys are saying and there's something so sweet about this shift where you're being stretched a million directions right like you now have this husband like that you want to spend your free time with right mm-hmm. like you're not looking to fill all of your free time anymore um you have jobs and like focus and you're like trying to buy a house or trying to do this, this and that or whatever. And so your time is just divided, but you have so much grace for the people in your life that you might not have had before. Like you're not picky Mm -hmm. about every way they do or don't reach out to you or spend time with you. Um, but they have grace for you. Like there's just this depth of friendship that comes from having grace and forgiveness and like, you know, realistic expectation for your friends where it like frees you up to actually be like, Hey, your family's sick. I'm going to bring you dinner. Like you actually get to do these like practices of being friends with people in a way that's meaningful. And I just, I wouldn't go back to being 18. I love this. Like, I love this time of, it's hard sometimes feeling like, oh, like I haven't seen my friends in a month, but it like, it pays off and doing this shift before you're then in the shift of like having kids and all this stuff where it gets even crazier. Like it all just kind of happens in its time. And it's really sweet if you don't fight it.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's funny because I'm listening and I'm, like, so in a different season where I am, like, spending all my free time with my friends and it's, Mm -hmm. like, they're so— It's the best. Like, I love that, but I also see glimpses of this coming down the tunnel where I'm, like—also, I have friends in, like, multiple seasons of life, so it's not just, like, me and, like— the other mm-hmm. 19 and 20 year olds <laughs> hanging out all the time like I am friends with people who are married do have kids like all of these things yeah. and I see the way that my friendships with them have to be different than my friendships with my other friends that I'm like with all the time like we all go to the same home group and we go to Tuesday night group together and we you know yeah. do this. there's a lot whatever. of convenience yes yeah. there's a ton of convenience and like last night I was out until like 11 with my friends at like canes and stuff like that and it's so fun and it's so good and like I think there's a part of me just like a moment of vulnerability that like I look ahead to this season and I'm scared like I really really (laughs) value what I have right now and so the thought of like me and my friends not like my friends not being easily accessible to me or just being in such different seasons that um, it's hard to find common ground that that like I think of that and I'm like no I can't I can't let go of this season Mm -hmm. um but also there's another part of me that sees you guys navigating it so beautifully like honoring your friends and also not just losing friendships (laughs) um that has been so encouraging for me because it's it's not sad or dismal or whatever and you guys are talking about it in such a positive light, you know, as something that is deepening and strengthening. I think that this should serve as an encouragement to a lot of our ladies listening who I know um, are on the younger end Mm -hmm. um, and maybe feeling like I do, like looking ahead and thinking, I don't want to hit that season. (laughs) Like that sounds like the opposite of what I want. Um, And just like be encouraged that I'm sitting here with three ladies who are handling this very gracefully and who good friends and have excellent friends and um there's obviously there's an obvious fullness to the seasons of life that are coming so Mm -hmm. that's my two cents (laughs) yeah one last thing on this subject is just
0: there is like you have every impetus right now with where you're at to fully enjoy that like part of having the friendships that we have in this new learning curve season that we're in is because I think for all of us, we were able to like actually really enjoy and invest in the time we had with our friends when we were like freer (laughs) Um, for lack of a better word. Uh, And that has like paid off. We have these shared intimacy, these shared memories. Like we have these experiences and the, you know, staying up until whenever and going on trips and doing all the fun things where it's like fully take advantage of where you are because it's an investment, just like with devotions. It's an investment into where you're going, wherever that is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Our next question that I wanted to ask you ladies is, what ministry are you guys involved in? Or ministries, if any, question mark? Just kidding. <laughs> I know you both are.
2: <laughs> um, so I help out at Youth Venture in Lakeside. For those that don't know what Youth Venture is, it's just our church planted a few like youth centers in East County. And um, it's where kids just are able to come and be junior hires and high schoolers. They have like all this fun games and Mm -hmm. and then us as leaders get to have a chance to pour into their to their lives Um, we have um, opportunities to share with them just God's love and mercy and just all that good stuff and it's been really a big blessing in my life
0: yeah you and Isaac have both been doing that now for a while right yes we
2: almost two years too
3: so we started like shortly after we got married
2: which is a
3: lot of fun. It's awesome. That's yeah. I am involved in the high school ministry. I also work there, but I've been involved before that with Katie J, actually. A <laughs> <I'll> lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been really cool. We've been with them since they were junior hires and I love those girls so much.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that you do too, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Those girls are special. As you guys got a sweet little glimpse into in our last episode, they're just, they're great.
0: Cream of the crop, those girls. All of them. (laughs) Um, Another kind of shift of a question. What world issues, like what in the world burdens you the most? Like what are the things that are on your heart? That's a big question. But I actually loved the high schooler's answer to this. And I I think this is probably going to change with every,
1: every age and stage that we talk to. I know. I felt like this question would be very... Reflective of each yeah. stage, so I'm I'm excited to. You hear don't
0: have to like answer. blow us
1: away. No, <laughs> there's I'm no like, wrong I'm answer. I'm <laughs> waiting on pins and needles. Yeah, you're gonna solve all world issues yeah. right now. I'm actually <laughs>
3: running for president.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll go. I've been trying to think of this question and just my heart in this season and just the ministry that I've been in. Um, is for young people to understand their worth and just what the Lord has called them to be and do and be confident in that and go out into this world and live their lives with that confidence. Because I've been in those seasons of life and not had the confidence. And it's taken me a while to Mm. figure that out as an adult Mm -hmm. on how to live my life for the Lord. And so There's lots of pressures and just everything within society that is trying to lie to them constantly, lie to everyone, but especially young kids, um, just who they are and who they're meant to be that are total lies. And I just pray and hope that these students will just live their lives for the Lord fully. Yeah. With genuine conviction and belief. Pretty
2: much kind of going off the same as well is like but like more specific of what specifically burdens my heart and I was praying about this before we came in is that just seeing most of the kids they see I like venture or just in other places in life that they're just dealing so much with like gender confusion and it burdens my heart because they're so young and they're at such a pivotal age of life mm-hmm. that it's like this isn't a burden that the Lord meant for them to have at the, like Mm. at all. And um, he made structure and that's why I love Genesis just because it has so much structure. He just laid it out for us and the world is saying no. And these kids are suffering a consequence that they shouldn't be suffering at all. And to see like parents standing up for them or the school pushing it on them and they don't even know what's going on. Like, these kids should be dealing with, like, what project they're working on or what yeah. like crayon to use for their drawing. Like, it just, it's so sad to see. And it, maybe it's because I'm going to be a mom, sometime in the future. Like, <laughs> I was like and, is this an announcement? And, 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> <nose-wash>. <laughs> But like, it's just so like, I don't want my child to go through that. And like, I think the Lord did that. So, like, we that shouldn't be something we should ever worry about. And so it just. It hurts my heart. And so I just pray that there is a revelation and I I am encouraged to see that there is people standing up now. Um, So I hope the Lord just breaks through with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you both for sharing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, This next question is another one of those kind of like big, broad, feels kind of scary questions. But it's just if you were talking to somebody who is on the fence about committing their life to the Lord, what would you say? And I think this gives an excellent window into like the things that have convinced you to follow mm-hmm. the Lord, and yeah. so uh, that's why I love this question. But whoever's ready can take it away.
2: I would say, what do you have to lose? There's a lot of people like event. We have proof that there was like Jesus, and then, like we see it, Jesus working through every uh, a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you see it. What's holding you back from? Accepting it into your heart and just pursuing that, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Grace, with grace, of course. But yes, yeah, like, what's your deal? But yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, as you can tell, Sarah's super aggressive (laughs) and unkind in her delivery. (laughs)
3: Lauren, take us away. (laughs) Same with what Sarah said, you know, what's like gonna happen to you? I think just a testimony of my life is the Lord met me in all these different seasons and struggles and hardships in my life. And he's brought me through all of those things. And I couldn't say that it was something else. Like, it's not Mother Earth, you know, like (laughs) that's just not reality. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We'll take it.
0: Next question. What has God shown you personally lately? What's he been what's he been speaking to you?
3: I think for me, what we talked about a little bit is just being okay with the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. I just came out of a a season within my engagement season of not feeling cool about where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um and just, In what way? Just to clarify. Just with friends and Things changing and things changing. Not sure if I like was ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I was going to be a good mom,
0: you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people probably relate to that.
3: Yeah. So he's been so good in this season of just reteaching me, you know, that he has good for me. Mm. He gave me a good man and so emotional today. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. This is emotional. Yeah. This room kind of tends to bring that on too. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, but he's just so good and just slowly learning. Like it's okay. I don't have to rush. I don't have to say the right things, do the right things, be the good wife. Like I'm still learning all those things, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's easier to
0: have the harsh expectations on yourself than it is to actually learn dependence on the Lord and to follow His voice and find what He actually expects of you, yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> I think we all tend to fall into that trap. What about you, Sarah?
2: Like I was touching on before, it's just a lot of transition in my life right now. And the Lord really is just revealing that it's not in my control. And it was kind of hard. <laughs> Fun cause I, lesson. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like I'm 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 a go getter, so to be like, okay, I have all these plans, and the Lord is like, uh, nope. Um, it's been hard, um, and just to like give that to Him, but every time I give Him something, He's come back and just been like again, pouring his love onto me when I don't deserve it because I've been so stubborn on holding it. (laughs) But he still is like, this is what happens when you, like, obey. And it's something far beyond whatever I've ever expected. And it's beautiful. And, like, I have no idea what's to come in the future, but I have peace to know that he... And I'm so thankful that he is in control of it because his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are definitely higher than my ways. So <laughs> I'm very thankful because if I look at a big picture, I'm like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it to control. So yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. I I don't think there's ever too many ways and times to say that that there is blessing to obedience. That it's not just him having these like harsh expectations of us, but that. He offers us like his way and his leading, and it blesses us, like, because he knows what we actually need. He knows who we are. And thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to jump into our last question here. And I think this will probably shape up to be my favorite question that we do on this series. But what do you wish people understood about your season of life? That you don't have to do everything perfectly, and
3: everyone's learning. It's not like, all right, you're in this new season. Now you know everything that you need to do and how to do it and how to go through life. It's not that. And people may see it like on social media that way or just by watching people live their lives. But I think, yeah, just go slow, learn. Great answer. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I would would have to say the same and that problems do not disappear when you get married. <laughs> I thought that, well, not that I thought the problem go, I'm like, I would just think, oh, when I get married, things will kind of get easier. And um, luckily the Lord is gracious with me and opened my eyes to that early on. Um, but I uh, had a lot of high expectations and I just had to give myself a lot of grace and just ask the Lord for a lot of help that I am not going to do things perfectly. And um, so... I just encourage that to other people that they they don't be too hard on themselves in this season. Yeah, so good.
1: And I think this should also serve as an encouragement for people like looking from the outside looking into this season of life to not act as if you know what you're talking about <laughs> and judge this season of life harshly. I think I hear a lot of conversation about unfortunately about like oh they decided to do this and I I just don't understand that or these people are doing this and I I would never do it that way and it's like you're not even in that season so maybe take a back seat um
0: yeah but everybody
1: everybody has the perfect marriage before they get married yes.
0: <laughs> everybody is the perfect parent before they have yes. kids like yeah it's really easy to be critical before yeah. you're
1: there but just like listening uh to you guys talking about the grace that you've had to like learn to have for yourselves in learning. Um, I think that, I want to encourage everybody to have that grace for the people in this season or in any season. But um, since we're talking about this one specifically of you know coming into a marriage and learning how to be a wife and looking ahead to being a mom one day or whatever that looks like, um, have grace for those people. See, watch them navigate. See, there's so much to be gained from watching people in the season ahead of you. And that's something that I've, learned a lot in the last year or so is Mm -hmm. there's just so much value in watching the people um, who have gone before me and so I think that would be my encouragement for people based off of what they were just talking about Mm. it
0: makes me think of our episode with Allie Mm. and the idea that like I want I always want to be careful whenever we're talking about like marriage especially with people who are like newly married like all of us pretty much are right it is so easy to, except for
1: Katie J. <laughs> I, I just got an upgrade. <laughs> I was gesturing whoever to you three got, quarters of this room. Whoever you are, I mean, we just got newly married. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you. But via Katie Hale.
0: <laughs> name it and claim it, yeah. you know. Um, no, But it, like this isn't the goal. Like this isn't where like all of our eggs are in this basket of like, this is where we're headed and this is when I become mature and this is when I like reach this point in my relationship with God and this is when I am complete, like as a person. Usually it's actually kind of the opposite, especially if you have that mentality (laughs) that you get to this point and you realize all these expectations that you had that are unrealistic of yourself and of marriage and of your husband and all these things. But also having that kind of attitude and like discontentment, just sets you up to be ill-prepared, like not choosing to be humble and to have your eyes on Christ in whatever season you're in. We keep saying season, but it's just, it's where we're at. Yeah,
1: Um, the easiest way. The easiest way.
0: Yeah. But the, the goal is Christ, right? The goal is obedience. The goal is holiness. The goal is intimacy and communion with him. And that is like achievable anywhere you're at because he made a way for it to be right. And, Any commitment you make to obedience, any commitment you make to contentment, any commitment you make to um, humility and discipleship and all those things, like wherever you are, only benefit wherever you're going next. And you don't know where you're going next. Like even those of us sitting here, we don't know where we're going next. Anything could happen, right? Like the world is crazy. Life Mm -hmm. is crazy. Having your eggs in a basket of your plans for the future, like you were talking about, Sarah, um, is like fine <laughs> but it's going to <laughs> probably disappoint you yeah um but having your eggs in the basket of continued like intimacy and growth with Christ is not going to disappoint you ever wherever you stand yeah so you know don't look at where we're at and be like, "Oh, that's where I want to be." <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got it made,
0: right? Well, and like you're saying, there's there's things about where where you are yeah. that I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> I loved being at Canes until midnight with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, I loved those things. Yeah, I would I would kill to have a couple nights like that again. You know what I mean? But also. There's other people looking at where I'm at, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, people tell me all the time, I just can't wait to have kids. And I'm like, you have no idea what our night was <laughs> like last night. But also, like, there's so much good in both of those yeah. things. And one isn't better than the other. And right. you have the opportunity to be a, like, whole, complete person
1: wherever you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, thank you, ladies, so, so much for coming on. It has been truly a joy talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, Thank you for
0: your vulnerability yeah, and all of it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for being willing to answer those big, broad, scary questions. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it has been a true joy and um any, any of our listeners, let us know how you're liking this roundtable series. I know that we are loving it um, and you can be looking forward to what's coming next. And you can also follow along with us, believe it or not, <laughs> via our Instagram at the Katie's Podcast. Or if you want to tell us, Anything, anything at all, literally anything, email us at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com and we will respond. To We've you. gotten
0: some of the sweetest emails and DMs and stuff lately. Yeah. And they're just so encouraging to us. But we also like any interaction you give us that's like ideas or things that you're thinking about or things that you would like to hear. It's so helpful in giving us direction and what to talk about because we want to serve you. So thank you for all of that.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you again, ladies, for joining. Thanks for having us. Of Mm -hmm. course. And thanks for listening. And we're out. See you later. Bye.